Hello there, fellow Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Trenchman Report. Today's episode, we're going over episode three of the Ahsoka show. Sitting with me today are Justin Gray, standing by. Aaron Russo, standing by. Sean McKinley, standing by. And your host, I'm David Brooklander, and we're going to just jump right on in with likes and dislikes. So, Justin, why don't you kick it off? Oh, wow. Um... Yeah, I liked the, uh, really, really liked the, uh, training, uh, um, sequence at the beginning. Uh, very samurai-like, like, like, mm -hmm. like with the music and the, um, and the wooden katanas and, uh, just, just the overall feel and, uh, and, and I also, uh, I, I don't know if any of you, uh, any of you noticed the lightsabers in the background, but I think yes. I'd have to pause that because I think I saw some that looked really familiar. The ones hanging on the wall. Mm -hmm. the yeah, room. I saw them. I didn't get a good look, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. Just yeah. wait for that breakdown video. Someone's gonna put out. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty things you missed. Yeah. Yeah. Ram Lakota's lightsaber. Oh, I think there was one that looked like his, but <laughs> I'd have to go back and look. Um. And. Uh. The the dog fight in space, as as Aaron said before, I think it was the longest. Uh, that was long. Yeah. Well, actually, if you including hmm. if you include like the atmospheric well, part with the pergles as like one extended sequence, like not just space. But I mean, like from the the chase from the point whole, that they came out of hyperspace, yeah, immediately got ambushed. To the end of ap the episode, yeah. was the whole thing Pretty was much, one yeah. big space battle. Yeah. Okay. Although I don't know how long the trench run was, the death the Death Star battle. Well, I'm that's it's kind of weird because right. I'm trying to play that this and uh, um, the well. The yeah. sequence to uh, Revenge of the, the, the beginning. Yeah, Revenge that's what was my first thought. Was like, how long um, was that though? But but yeah, I, I think the I think the trench run might have been longer. Yeah, like just due to uh, I think it was like twelve minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I thought it was kind of cool. The design of the ships kind of looked like uh, um, those like old, very old bush planes. Like with the big, uh, yeah, kind of remind like the one like the, the one from Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, Raves of the yes. Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It also kind of looked like Grievous's fighter, right? Or like a droid. <coughs> oh, like the those droid fighters, the vulture droids. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, like for sure. It definitely the one of them had. I think it was like the two flagships, like her uh, shins and Marox. They had like a little bit different designs with like. The little things on the end of the wings that was very like grievous slash. Oh, the, the, yeah, the it also kind of yeah. matched the some of the design around the big ring. Yeah, kind of fit with that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So and um, yeah, um, the so the, those are like really my strong likes. Um, now. I'm, now I'm kind of going to get into a little nitpicky territory. Um, the I don't know how strong the weapons are on the enemy ships, but it didn't look like they were that that strong. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because the T6 had like stronger shields, but I think that kind of lost its uh, credibility when they were trying to fire at Ahsoka, and uh, she was able to deflect. 
though. The blast, oh, the blast of the yeah. saber. Yeah, mm-hmm. until it went down. Because eventually out. their shields gave out. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um... And, uh, Jason with the green hair. I was hoping that that would be one of the things that got retconned, but... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. I don't feel like I mean, it, was it was as a, green as it was in animation, right? It was right, a but bit like, huge. In, in, to be fair, it wasn't like Donald Trump orange either. So yeah, <laughs> I, so but he like, otherwise has no true. like. I mean, obviously, we this he's proof that Twi'leks and humans can interbreed because like, yeah. and also like Cutla Queen's like stepkids were mm-hmm. like half breeds too, right? Like, yeah, what they like modeled and whatever. Uh, but like. Other than the green hair, there's, like, nothing else about him that's... He doesn't have, like, half, half like, you coming out. Like, you can't really tell he's half Twilight other than the green hair. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have, like, a shade of green skin or something, like... He's got more of his father in him. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, really wants to be a Jedi, and I, I couldn't tell, like, if Hera was, like... Like, I know you, like, have the talent. Like, you have, like, your father's genes for that. Like, it's, it's, they can't make up their mind, like, Star Wars... They keep going back and forth between, like, bloodlines are very important and, like, the force is strong in your family with them, like, it's, it permeates everybody and everything and, like, you can train it to a degree or, like, you can build on talent with some training and, like, compensate for low affinity with, like, training and discipline, like, which, like, they're kind of playing with that with this. Like, they're showing Sabine for now as, like, very low affinity, but if she can dedicate training and focus to it can you still like tap it in the force at all right because like by this logic like even han solo could have tapped into the force because even though he's like not a believer in it right very much not a believer in it but like obi-wan and then yoda tells luke like it it permeates everything like everybody the force is affecting and through and in everyone but like whether you're like tuned into it is up to your abilities and your like focus which is kind of always been in the background yeah, but then it, for me, that's like, I'm like, okay, so then what, why do, like, so are midichlorians just, if you have a higher midichlorian level, then <clears throat> you're just more, you, yeah, you're more likely to be a strong force user, but right. it's not a guarantee. <clears throat> like, you could still screw up your training or not be yeah. focused or whatever. Or like, for, that for Anakin, talent. like, it came out in his, like, reflexes. He was the only human who could do pod racing. Because like, it's like he didn't know it, but the the midichlorians in him, like right. the force is working him in him to ability. give him the abilities to pilot a craft like that. And yep. it took a Jedi to go like, oh, well, that's the force. Like I saw that in him, right? Because I I see like midichlorians as like the equivalent of like mitochondria, which are real things in our cells. Like it's like the powerhouse of the cell, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and like if you can, you can like. Like, through training, you can, like, get your mitochondria, like, density and count, like, up, like, through, like, aerobic training, for example. So, like, the people who can, like, do those ultra marathons and stuff, they have a lot of high-powered, high-functioning mitochondria in every cell. So, like, they're able to, like, aerobically respirate better. And, like, they have, like, superhuman powers when it comes to, like, aerobic exercise and endurance that, like, most untrained people don't have the ability to, like, go that distance. Like, you can't do a marathon or ultra marathons. Mm. So, like... You could have somebody who is, like, genetically predisposed to have a ton of, like, mitochondrial density who's, like, a natural endurance athlete and someone who's, like, cursed in that way who, like, can't even run a mile. But, but even like, the people but training, that, yeah, yeah, training they, can improve anyone's base 
Where, like some people have like, a huge base already. Right. Yeah, it's like they got. I think that's the equivalent. Of, like I know everyone craps on midichlorians, but like I'm not. I don't think it's like, oh, George, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I like, never had a problem. I never had a huge saying. problem with it. I never kind of understood like the hate for it, but it's like. A, it's your universe, you get to do whatever you want with it, so if you decide this is what it is, like, the creator has spoken, right? So it's like, but, like, I don't know, it makes sense that, like, everyone would have different affinities for this kind of thing, like, in their blood, more or less, and that would also explain why it runs in the family, right? Like, if you have two strong Jedi's, right. they make a kid, and that kid has, like, that DNA and that metachlorian count, basically. It, it all tracks to me. Like, it's not, like, lore-breaking or, like, head-scratching, like some people make it out to be. Um, but like like you said, Aaron, like you're to like me, you're, you're, to me it's, it's like, like set up that she's gonna like suddenly become force sensitive someday, like suddenly. Versus, I'm hoping that they'll just be like they'll show like they're try- are they trying to make her like the anti Mary Sue? They're like we hear you that like oh. Ray just like steps into it, and we're trying to right. show you like deliberately that like she's struggling and she's going to always struggle, and like she's not great at everything, and that's okay. Like is that what they're trying to do with this, or are they gonna be like? <clears throat> We showed you that, but also, like, at the end of the day, she is going to end up being awesome at everything. Like, I don't know yet. <laughs> I think she's definitely going to break out at some point and, quote-unquote, use the Force in some obvious way. <clears throat> I don't know if that will mean that she'll become a full-blown Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully they'll keep her as more of a Mandalorian. That's what I, that's what I think would be the best... But I don't know what they have written I mean, for. there's a lightsaber duel with Shin and her, and there's, like, a rematch that mm-hmm. we know from the trailer. And it looks like it's on that planet based on, like, a woods. It looks very, like, Force Awakens in the woods fight. So, like, I assume that's next week. So, like, is that rematch going to show, like, that the only way she's going to be able to defeat this <coughs> is, like, through the Mandalorian side. And, like... Or through the... Or, like, or blend, like, blend a, like, semi-Force-using martial artist. Like, the martial side from the Mandalorian, like, combat side, but, like, not as much lightsaber combat, but, like, the Mandalorian with a bit of Force sensitivity, and then somebody challenged Bo-Katan for <laughs> Darksaber again or something, I don't know. But, like, they're definitely downplaying any notion or hint that she ever wielded the Darksaber, because if you're, like, a normie watching this and you just watched, like, Mando, you'd be like, oh, wait, like, you guys made a big deal about the Darksaber, and you're telling me Sabine had it at one point? Like, what? And it's like, yeah, well, she did, but, like... <laughs> They ignored it in Bo- in Mando, and they're ignoring it here. The whole thing that she ever used to have it, right? They haven't addressed it yet in either show, because <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, like to a normie, I would think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So I think the one last thing that kind of grinded my gears a bit was like the uh, senators from the New Republic, um, especially Ziono, which, I mean. To be fair, we um, I did see Resistance, probably one of the few that had, <laughs> um, uh, and it does track that like some of the senators did kind of have, have like this. Uh, um, I don't I don't want to say like they they just like religiously believed that there that there was nothing threatening out there, and. Heck, Ziono in the Resistance show kind of like really frowned upon Leia, especially Leia creating the Resistance. He, so that, that senator was because Resistance is that that cartoon takes place quite a long time after yeah, this. Mm-hmm. Is he in that show? Is like an old man? Yeah, yeah, old man. He's okay. the the main character's uh, father. 
uh, and his home planet is the Hosnian Prime, mm. which is the one that blows Whoops. up. Oh, he's he's the father of uh, Kaz, or he's the father of a character, but he's in it too. So yeah. him and his son are both in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, he even like kind of like frowns upon his son joining the resistance too. So, um, so he's a consistent. Yeah, he's a consistent incompetent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so what you didn't? Did you not like his performance as that character, or you just oh, don't no, like he, that character? He, like you think like. I just, I just not a huge fan of the character. Like, right. I mean, like he's a good, like he's serving like, a good purpose. He's a good antagonistic person. Right. Um, but yeah, that, uh, like he did, it's kind of like, uh, um, oh gosh, like, it's like one of those characters that they're supposed to be likable and they're like, you really don't like them, but like they did a good job at not liking them. Like Mon Mothma's husband. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What I did. Yes. So... He'd probably be friends with that guy, that senator. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. I could see that because they're they're both really well off right. individuals and very think highly of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but, yeah, Hera was like, if if she answers to that group, she's pretty like insubordinate. Like she basically called them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I don't know like what the deal is with that. Like, is she like, is there only a like a a dotted line on the org chart to this group with her because like she obviously needs to like ask for permission for like they control the resources so they'd be like the equivalent of like mm-hmm. the department of defense which is run by a civilian technically but like the generals they have the joint chiefs but they answer to the secretary of defense who's a civilian so is it like that or like the generals want xyz war programs and the civilians have the purse strings and they're like no yes or no like congress decides where the money goes mm-hmm. but, like unlike the real world where like they'll always rubber stamp and approve any like war project, right? <laughs> like the military industrial complex always gets what it wants in the real world, right? But in this fantasy, this is how we know it's fantasy, right? Is that the <laughs> civilians are actually like able to say no to the generals about whatever they want because they don't perceive like this is like you know ten years after, ten years into the war or five years after the end of the war, you could say, and they're like complacent about any idea of a threat, and so for now, narratively, we the viewer has to kind of trust what they're telling us that like there is no threat and this guy Thrawn is both some people are saying he's a threat and other people are saying he's not and we kind of just have to be like okay whatever you say I haven't seen anything to like weigh on either side of this like I haven't seen evidence that he's not a threat and haven't seen evidence that he is he's just this Who guy hasn't? we the viewer like I'm trying to think of like oh the we, normal we, viewer we absolutely know that he is existing and he is a threat we yeah. the sweaties but the normies <laughs> Who, oh, when, right, when Ahsoka's right. like, where's Grand Animal Thrawn and, and, and Mando? We're like, who? And, <laughs> right, right, and then right, now right. it's like, and then we see in season three of that council, they're like, we need to be ready for Thrawn's return. I'll, and we're like, I'll okay, you, why? Say, though, by like, now, if you've been watching, if you're a normie and you watched all the Mandalorian and then you're watching this, if you haven't at least looked Thrawn up, or, yeah, or that's like, on you. I mean, yeah. he yeah. says it in season two. But I'm saying, like, they better than, like, when we see him, like, there should be a payoff of, like, oh, okay, I can see, like, this guy is definitely a threat. Like, they need to make it, like, they need to make him, like, 
not a sinister villain necessarily, but like, oh, okay, like this is gonna change the chessboard when this guy when this player comes on the scene it's gonna like change everything the whole balance of power is gonna change because they kind of hinted at that of like well like oh the fleet is scattered they're not gonna unite and it's like well they will if Thrawn comes back well, like we that's your like that. that's we your Chekhov's that gun Mando season three yeah so mm-hmm. like that's Chekhov's gun that like needs to go off when Thrawn comes back whether it's in this season or if they're like gonna cliffhang it or what but like it needs to like pay off but it's hard because like what stinks about all this like the entire Mandoverse or even like the wire like Filoniverse you could call it it's like like all roads lead to Ray Palpatine and like somehow Palpatine returned and like all roads lead to Starkiller base and like right. we know where this is all going and it's like I hope that I, they can like I think land the plane reason, and like make it all make sense but like I don't think it's I think this is gonna be very much its own story <clears throat> I think I think that this particular scenario this particular story about Post Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Thrawn, and the remnants of the Empire. I think that is going to have closure, right? And while it may have threads that might be connected to the rise of the First Order, I think that's very separate. I think it's more, more. I mean, because <clears throat> they have like all these cloning threads, like. What's his face who had clones that Mando like blew up instantly? But like this idea of like we're gonna clone him, like we need all that. like that leads to Palpatine cloning right. himself and resurrecting. Like that's a but there's no line. hint of that in this show, and I don't think there right. will be. Okay, I mean I, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that they're gonna stay away from that part of it. Right, <clears throat> it's gonna be exclusively like the the threat is Thrawn and whatever he has up his sleeve. Which I'm guessing won't be connected to the cloning and the, all that, but I don't know. I think the cloning part. <clears throat> I think that I'm guessing that that was kind of exclusively um, Gideon's obsession because he yeah. was cloning himself. Right. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's, yep. You know, and he's trying to make like a force-sensitive version of himself using yeah. his blood to like make a force clone of himself, which has like that's a direct parallel or like that's drawn from the Air to the Empire book trilogy like they clone like that Jedi guy I think later they have like a, a dark Jedi Luke clone that comes into play and there is like the Emperor cloning himself and coming back as a clone is straight out of the yeah. EU so like they pulled dark, that dark Rise, Empire. yeah yep. so like Rise of Skywalker came they pulled that idea so like somehow Palpatine already returned like in the EU that already happened so like the fact that they like made a canon is like, oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I wasn't a huge fan of it. Right, yeah, like that Dark Empire like trilogy is like that was even at the time considered like kind of ah, yeah. like that separate trilogy, which I think involves like Jason Solo, like all the, like the Solo and the Skywalker kids are involved with that like Dark Empire thing, right? Um, or they, yeah, are they I still they were young born then? around that time? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think Jason. Jason and, yeah, Jason and Jana are born. They're they're, well, they're, they're, they're the twins they're of Han and Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Then, Anakin was born during that time. Anakin Solo. Yeah. Anakin Solo. The yeah. younger sibling of them. Mm-hmm. But then Mara, Jade, and Luke have kid have eight kid or kids, right? Yeah, Ben. Ben. Ben, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Skywalker, who's like younger than even those other three siblings, but mm-hmm. they're all cousins then. Yeah. <laughs> they they swept all that away and they went with Ben Solo for now, and then they used the name Jason for this kid. And I wonder yep. if he's going to, like, I got to believe that this Jason kid is going to, like, if they keep this going, he's going to be one of, like, the yeah kids slaughtered by Kylo Ren. Like, we're going to 
come to love him. We're gonna have him interacting with Grogu somehow. I'm, I'm sure. <coughs> like he's gonna be at the academy. He's gonna get slaughtered by Ben Solo. They're gonna like tell that story mm. over the years of in the, through the movie or through like whatever. I don't know. I feel like that's on the table to like flesh that all out and like or he's gonna like fall to become a knight of Ren, right? Like that was what I said when when we were watching it. Like is he gonna be turn to the dark side and be one of the knights of Ren? Is this is this masked guy that we keep seeing one of the knights of Ren, right? Though so, like what's going on with that? Well. The comics, they kind of established that Knights of Ren are kind of older than Kylo, so they're not yeah. around the rough, mm. they're not even around the same age. But this so kid, like, Jason's older than established ben. by then. Because Ben Solo is like three or four here. Right. And Jason's like 12-ish, so like, there is a little bit older, but yeah. As far as we know, like, those like, those like, ant droids haven't started building Luke's temple yet, or like, Luke's academy, like, I don't know okay. if that's happened yet in this time no I think it has or it's like starting so I, I strongly think that Book of Boba Fett has already happened is, uh, has already happened yep. yes oh, I think so too I don't yeah. okay because they didn't say something about like a two year jump like he was with Luke for two years or was that like a misspeaking I, was that I, like a real world like we haven't seen him I, I think it's Mando my understanding that the events in Book of Boba Fett and Mando season two take place um prior to the epilogue to Rebels. So at the end of episode two of this show when Sabine and Ahsoka meet together, all the stuff you've seen of Ahsoka in live action prior to that has already happened. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree with that. Hmm. So it's part of of the problem with making making a story up as you go along over a period of decades. So like Mando season three's finale. (laughs) It's impossible to keep continuity. Has happened by the time this show. What? Mando season three's finale with Bo-Katan back on Mandalore with all the Mandalorians and Din like kicking up his feet at his little ranch. Like that's all set and now this is happening. I don't know about season three of the Mandalorian. I just know that Ahsoka's the things with Ahsoka in season two of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. That has happened? That has happened already. Okay. Mm. Season three of The Mandalorian, I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure it's very easy to find out, but yeah. I don't know that. Like I, want, I mean, I don't know if like, is Din Djarin going to be in this show at all somehow, if, especially if it's in between seasons two and three, and he's reunited with Grogu. Like, is Grogu going to be in the show in any way? Um, I very I much think I, that this show is going to be about Ahsoka... And I don't think they're gonna flood it with mm-hmm. legacy characters. All this, or they have or to have Luke, Mando. Though. I want to see Ahsoka's first meeting with Luke, and like the first time that they talk about Anakin, and like I want to see all that. You know, yeah. They like jump to that in Book of Boba Fett, and I was like jarring. And I'm like, oh, I guess oh they've met. Oh, they're talking like, like there's a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. I like I want to see like how did that conversation go? Like, right. Like what I want to see that like counseling session of like Luke. Like, it would be very weird for Ahsoka to meet Luke. Like, you're the son of my master slash, I know it's Darth Vader, and you know, like, and you, like, and she, she, he can tell her, like, yeah, like, he got, at the end, like, he redeemed himself, and, like, she's gonna be like, well, that's, that's conflicting for me, and then, like, maybe Anakin, like, shows up as a Force ghost and talks to her, and, like, ah, there's so much ground, like, that I, I, I don't that know this, if they're gonna cover or not, but, like, I, I want them to. I think that this show, I think if you look at the parts of the the stuff that are the the Filoni-verse, potentially. It's very similar to Marvel in the sense that you have 
The Mandalorian, right? So you've mm-hmm. got that guy and his shows and his story. Yeah. You've got the Book of Boba Fett, which establishes a Boba Fett character and story. You have Ahsoka, which establishes Ahsoka's character and story. I think that it's going to be probably pretty similar to the MCU, where you have like Iron Man, Thor, yeah, these Captain America, and then you have game. them together. Yeah. And the Avengers are the, like the movies that pull the threads together. Right. Like each Avengers movie, like, and I think that the off. crossovers yeah. will be very limited. And I think in this show in particular, I don't think Filoni's going to go too hog wild on. And we got Anakin, Luke, Mando. Right. You know, both do know Anakin, but like, yeah, I don't know about Anakin. Luke. Anakin makes sense because yes. it's so closely tied mm-hmm. right. to Ahsoka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke makes sense just because in this timeline he would be around and around and we know that she has contact with him. So it almost would be silly for Luke not to be in it. But But if they go off to this other galaxy, then they can spend time away from our galaxy and do that. Or if they're just pulling Thrawn back into this galaxy, which is what they don't want to have happen, right? They're trying to prevent are they trying to prevent Thrawn from coming back or are they just trying to like well, Morgan Elsbeth and is yeah, trying to bring him into yes. the galaxy. Yeah. I believe. Yes. Yep. Right. So like, is Ahsoka trying to stop him from getting brought in, or is she trying to go get Ezra? Or like, what is Ahsoka? Does she is she trying to prevent Thrawn from coming back? Because she's trying to find him. Because she was like, "Where's where's Thrawn? Like, is she going to try to kill him? Like, I think go she's trying to prevent him? them from bringing him back. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would hope to find. And hope to find Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. So like this, this masked guy might be like a corrupted Ezra coming back. That's one theory, right? Is that I think it's Ezra well? undercover or undercover? Yes. <laughs> if it's Ezra, uh, I think it's Ezra undercover. If, okay, they, if they make it sense. Ezra right full baddie, I don't like that. So like he threw that fight last episode, like he fought Ahsoka undercover, but like uh, I don't know, like now. to what end and like how did he how did he pull that off, right? Like. How is he now like the henchman of the other of these other two like Shin and He's a double agent. And no oh, one knows. Yeah. Nah. Now 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 that this conversation keeps going, the less I like it. I don't know. <laughs> or he's just a new guy if, that we don't if know. He's, like, if he's just completely turned to the dark or bad side, for that entire process to happen off camera would not yeah, sit well with that's him. true. If he just shows up and says, I'm bad now. Like yeah. what? Like like, yeah. You better explain that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so then Aaron's likes and dislikes. We've already kind of covered <laughs> everyone. Everyone's I disliked, in, but like <laughs> I disliked how short it was. Yeah. Um. I. I. I really. That is my one of my primary gripes with Disney Plus Star Wars in general is, like, yeah. I d- fundamentally just don't understand why you put out twenty-eight minute episodes. Like what? Yeah. Just Unless like, they're all like that, like make them all the same length. Like make them all fifty minutes, like any other show. Even streaming shows that are only streaming are on average fifty minutes. Like forty-five, Ozark is all 50, fifty minutes. Yeah. Like in the streaming like, era, they were never aired on TV. You still have a consistent <coughs> runtime for the most part, except on Disney shows. I and think, especially so when you're releasing it one week at a time. Yeah. Like to make us wait a whole week and then drop something so short. Mm-hmm. And especially this episode, which really, to be honest, I mean, I didn't dislike this episode, but honestly, not much happened. Right. Yeah. And it's like, almost like, 
It wasn't a filler episode. Nobody really learned anything that we didn't already know from even from the other two episodes. Like we, they fleshed out the purgles a little bit for new people. Like the like what is yeah. a purgle? Here's a purgle, and like, mm-hmm. but we all like we knew there was the ring. Our characters learned about the ring, but we already saw that because yep. we're the viewer. So it's like that's not new. We didn't learn anything like, new. Yeah. We just got some cool stuff, right? Which brought kept the story going, moved the story along. Yeah. But it, that's my my biggest gripe is just how short it was and how little the plot progressed. But I'll take that over a filler episode any day. Like a like a side adventure of the week thing. That like, yeah, I don't. Has, I right the ice just, cave or the like. I don't yeah. like those kinds of episodes unless. I don't mind them in something like Clone Wars where I get yeah. 26 episodes. <laughs> yeah. But when you give me eight episodes yeah. and two of them are completely useless, that pisses me off. <laughs> Especially when they're short. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why didn't you just skip that? <laughs> and give us more story. Like, But anyway, that's, that's, not, that's not a major complaint. It's just collectively annoying. Yeah. Um, I can't. I, I, but I do think that... I really do think that for something as epic and as big and as cinematic as Star Wars, you don't put out 30-minute episodes for that stuff. This, as I should say, particularly when it's live action and I'm only getting eight episodes. Yeah. Like, if you want to do Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be watching that stuff half of the year... And you don't have the other two live action shows that we know about anywhere on any calendar. So right. like we don't know when anything else is coming out. It's like... For all we know, this is the last Star Wars for months and months and months before. It's the last Star Wars for the year. Like, who knows when Skeleton Crew's coming out? Who knows when an Acolyte's coming out? Like, no one knows any of this stuff. And it's like, ah. (laughs) Like, you have to to give us a good meal. This has to last us a long time. I know. (laughs) And especially when... Eat up, kids. (laughs) Especially when it's not... When the 30 minutes isn't really substantial. Yeah. But, anyway, having said that... um, I I would say that overall... I would say that this episode was still where I would what I would call good, not great. Um, but for Star Wars, like it still it felt really like in the universe. Yes, yeah. in the universe felt very Star Wars. It felt very, you know. I still, for some reason, I just I'm not. Ahsoka's performance and delivery is just not hitting for me. Yeah, I agree with that. It's very it's wooden and very like, slow. Like even when there's a an emergency, yeah, she's kind of like I've heard it. Like she's on just, Ambien. There's no energy. To yeah, it. like the Ambien Ahsoka, or she's yeah. like she's kind of like <laughs> it's like I'm gonna go outside. Right here I am. I'm spacewalking. <laughs> pew pew, pick me up. It's like <laughs> it's like. It was just, it's just, she's not compelling. Right. I understand what they're doing. Like, I understand that, that she's the master, she's the seasoned character, she's very, right. you know, and I, and I know, and I've seen enough of Clone Wars that, like, she, that is, I think that Rosario Dawson is trying to imitate what Ahsoka was. By the end of Clone Wars, when you're in Clone Wars Season 7, Ahsoka is very, a lot of times, very stoic and kind of slow but then in animation you can give it so much more energy yeah um when you need to and i just feel like ahsoka's performance in particular and the training sequences are fine but 
I just they're they're not. I'm I'm, I'm they just aren't doing too much for me. Mm. They're good enough, but like when I compare that to like Qui Gon and Obi Wan or Anakin and Obi Wan, like way better so much more chemistry so much more back and forth yeah. so much more like of like that feels more <clears throat> that's like, the part, this like, feels they very coat, the candy coating of it is like the member berry coating where it's like oh like yeah it's like oh this reminds me of the falcon training sequence like they like you know like but then you bite into it and you're like oh there's like it's like shallow it's just the delivery like, of it like the pacing of the of everything is just it's there's right. no energy to it and there's no like I just don't get the chemistry whatever chemistry there's supposed to be mm-hmm. between Ahsoka and Sabine I'm not I'm not getting it right um and I'm not really entirely bought into like because because even for those of us who've watched Rebels this is out of context like I don't like I just have to accept that in between Rebels and this. That was... something... Signi- <laughs> they had this significant history... Yeah. That was not fleshed out in Rebels at all. Yeah. And now I have to interpret this through a lens of events that I never saw. Yeah. And that haven't been explained to me. And But more than anything else, it's just the delivery. Like, I feel like Sabine is upstaging Ahsoka in terms of screen presence and delivery... And believability. This is the fourth and show in a row where the titular character gets like the spotlight. Right? It's like, oh, it's Boba Fett. Actually, it's Mando and Luke. And then, oh, it's it's Mando season three. Actually, it's Bo Katan. And like they keep doing these like like Ahsoka show. Oh, it's actually the Sabine show. Like, I, I she think has more that... hours of or more minutes of screen time than Ahsoka has, and more like dialogue. I I I, so I think far. I know where they're right. going with it though, in terms of like showing why Ahsoka is like that. Because of her yeah. past and her history, but at the end of the day, I can only go off of what I see. Right. What I, what I can see is just I'm just not feeling Ahsoka as much. I mean, as it I could be to. like as simple as like the makeup and the headdress are like uncomfortable and cumbersome, and like, like if you like slow down the fight from last week, like it's kind of like it looks like a middle aged woman kind of dancing awkwardly yeah. instead of like this like nimble like ninja warrior. Which animation obviously you're completely unbound, but like if you've got a crazy headdress to like manage, like you're not gonna do crazy moves or like I don't you know what I mean like it was yeah kind of, animation it was very rules. like it was choreographed dance fighting it was more than like Nick Gillard like actual combat right mm-hmm. it was oh, like dude. it's like more well, showy and flashy any every Disney Star Wars com like lightsaber combat is more dancey than it than it was like this like the prequel era of fighting it was like true fighting combat. This is like all of it. Force Awakens onward has been more dancey, if you ask me. Like more. I can say that. I would say that like, anything we've seen on Disney Plus doesn't hold a candle to the prequel duels. Right. Yep. Right. In my opinion. Right. Some of the stuff in in the in the sequel trilogy, I thought held up pretty well. Some of it's but like in, and on it's Disney Plus and everything too. It feels very instead of the not so smooth. Yeah. Well, and you also kind of have to consider. Um, like, with the prequels, they definitely had way more time and way more time to practice, like, because of, like, the, how long productions were. Yeah. And then in the sequel trilogy, they kind of had, like, almost under a year 
That's right. They had to like bang out Force Awakens like immediately upon signing over the deal. And like now with TV shows, it's like even half that time. Yeah. I mean, I think think the sequel trilogy duels. I thought they like, without even considering storyline or character, were pretty good. Well, like like the throne room duel in Last Jedi, like it looks like you get fooled by it, and then when you watch it in slow mo, broken down, you see like all this like. Yep. crazy it's like then yeah. you see all the dance choreography going bad where it's like it was all a tr- it was like a sleight of hand like that was a little di- I, I would I mean? say that's a little bit different from like to me I don't even know if I would I mean that's a totally I'm th- when I think of lightsaber duels I'm thinking more like two to three people at most direct lightsaber to lightsaber right. dueling like the thing in The Last Jedi was like Something like very, but like really all we had was from, uh, we just had the Force Awakens like the Ray, the Ray Finn, or the Finn Kylo turning into the Ray Finn fight. I like that. That one was fine. I thought that. And was And then fantastic. you had the Last Jedi Throne Room duel, and then you don't really have a real lightsaber duel ever again in any of the movies, right? You had Kylo and Ray on the Death Star ruins in Return of the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, a little bit, yeah. That was a pretty extensive duel. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah, yeah, on the like with the yeah. with the waves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and plus, like, that's okay. the, like the only time where you actually see somebody get tired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fight. So, like, I don't know. Just compared to like the like the Phantom Menace fight, like the Darth Maul duel. Yeah, we, is like yeah, unparalleled. And then, like, obviously, mm-hmm. like the emotional stakes in the the right the attack or the Revenge of the Sith. I mean, the I guess like the Dooku duel is a little jinky because of like. Some that is weird, absolutely my least. Some favorite. of the cuts were weird. Like they're like just showing like one-off cuts, but like the lighting was cool and like. Well, it's because you had an eighty-year-old man trying to do right, them. and then and then like Yoda <laughs> getting into it, which I loved at the time. But like it is, I understand like people are like what he's like flipping around. Like that was awesome when I was a kid, you know, yeah. seeing it. Mm-hmm. But like yep. I understand like people who are like no, like don't I don't want Yoda to like, start flipping that around. I, I, I never that never really landed like, with me between like, like when. Darth Vader pre-mask or whatever. He, like, comes in and, like, slaughters all those guys, right? And then, like, the Obi-Wan-Anakin duel, obviously, is, like, absolutely epic. Like, that's the pinnacle of prequel combat, right? Is, like, oh, the two... Yeah. Like, so, like, just... That can't hold the candle to anything, even in the, the OT. Like, Darth Vader versus Anakin Empire is good. But, like, that's very unmatched. Like, Vader's just kind of stalking him the whole time. He's not... It's not, like, an even fight. There are bursts of... Right really good dueling in that but it's and then like the throne room duel at the end is obviously like emotionally charged and like that's good for like that is Luke is better right Luke's better than he was yeah but like the the Obi-Wan and the Obi-Wan Darth Vader duel on the Death Star is like (laughs) but that was that old style like that old like samurai style like the more like stabby Mm -hmm. style like they weren't they hadn't like figured out how they were going to do lightsaber combat and so they had like old Alec Guinness, right, doing, like, his thing. And they're just kind of, like, they're, like, kind of poking each other. Yeah. But that's, like, a style. Like, that is a, like, certain sword fighting is, like, more, like, like, like looking for an opening to stab. Like, that Japanese samurai sword style is, like, not a bunch of slashing. It's, like, you're just, like, moving in circles, like, looking for a poke, right? And that's kind of what they went for at first. And then they adapted, like, later to, like, the baseball bat style, right? <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. We're far afield. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so, so I, I, I don't know that I'm super big fan of uh, Anna, of uh, Ahsoka generally in the performance on its own. I think it's fine because 
I think the story I'm, I'm enjoying the story enough and like the overall direction and tone of the show is fine but that training sequence didn't hold I think I was supposed to feel something there that I didn't hmm. um, I loved the po- the politics part I thought that was the hologram yes. like boardroom thing yeah I love that because like I actually <clears throat> really liked the politics in the prequels mm-hmm. um I liked the politics even when we saw glimpses of it in the Bad Batch mm-hmm. and in Andor. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love like that is initially when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this is corny." But then I was really like paying attention and thinking, and like I had just been, um, I, I just finished reading the um, uh, American Prometheus, the story of Oppenheimer mm-hmm. that the movie was based on, and I really think that that is a very like. I do think they're being a little heavy-handed with, like, how incompetent the New Republic is. Where it's like... Yeah. They're like, well, they took an oath of loyalty. Yeah. Oh, right. That because was if it. you say those words, it always right. means it's coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. Sure. Keep promise. Yeah. And, like, and even in the Mad Noah, it's like, let's have, like, them all re-educated, right? And it's like, well, that didn't work, right? Right. Like, but I yeah. do think that, um, going back to some of the stuff with Oppenheimer and in this, like, like... That is a thing, like, right? Like, if you're a politician mm-hmm. and you just ended a bloody civil war, like, no one wants to be the politician that's like, hey, guys, I hate to say it, but we're not out of the woods yet. Hey, yeah, there's this need, other threat. We can't disarm. We need war to keep... War could be happening yeah. again. Like, and, like, an Americans, America's history is one, really, of a battle between isolationism and... We're seeing that even right now. Yeah. Like, in this very moment, you have this battle between, you know, I can't even keep it straight anymore, but, like, some people want us to, you know, don't give Ukraine another dime, Mm -hmm. and then some people want to send troops in there, and then, you know, what is going on, and, like, like World War I, World War II was always, like... And, like, if China's around the rise, like, are we going to, like, are we going to rise up to, like, meet, like, we're going to do an arms with with China or not? Like that's a big question. But that's and right? that's and that's it, yeah, a legit right. like a I, I would expect a politician yeah to say that right and it is very common like for the the people in the military to be at odds with the politicians right yep. who right they're especially they're, in a system where the military has to answer to the public to the represented by politicians yeah and so the politicians yeah aren't thinking about the soldiers mm-hmm. and the threat of war. They're thinking, is this more popular with the people who are voting? Right. Right. And if we just, if we just had literally hundreds of thousands of people die in a war, right, then no one wants to be the unpopular person mm-hmm. who says, hey, there's another threat, you know. Right. And like, and like Hera pointed out, like there is a lot of like fence sitting that goes on. Like she was like, you're just you're like a lot. Most people just kind of sit back and watch. And like I'm gonna wait till I, I'm gonna wait till the last second to like back the winning horse until like I see like I'm gonna hold my bets until it's the final lap. Well, that's and then what, bet yeah, on the winning then, horse. Then you and, get Pearl Harbor or 9/11, and they're yeah. like, yeah, get him. You know, right. Like, well, but before Where I was you? like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, right. So like that's very realistic. Um, I thought that was very compelling, and the way that it showed. And it reminded me also of Bloodline, which is, so it's consistent, because, like, mm-hmm. later, Leia's in the same position as Hera. Right. Like, where she's calling for militarization, and the political system is just like, <clears throat> no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's, I mean, and we as the viewer, like, 
we know she's right because like, we know where it goes and like we know that it gets Hosnian like, nu- it gets Hosnian is- nuked eventually too <laughs> yeah. yeah like the capital of this new republic gets wasted but I and, I and I like how that because they said no she couldn't go with them mm-hmm. which is why Ahsoka and Sabine ended up alone right right and which now is, they're like in danger yeah yeah which is very Star Wars right like, right you separate people yeah. there's separate storylines there's mm-hmm. peril on other fronts and then you, you you're trying to, you know, how does this all come together? Defeat to defeat the, the enemy. Um, so I really like that. Um, I thought that that was really interesting, and I thought that was the strongest moment that Hera's had in the show so far. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was very good. Um, Jason showing up did almost nothing for me. I don't really. It was like cool. The kid said five words and mm-hmm. moved along. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but in the moment, it didn't do much for me um, because literally he's in the cartoon like right. for five seconds. Um, I feel terrible that that's the case because it's it's Kanan's son. Kanan's son. <laughs> yeah, who didn't who didn't even know that, that he but had. But they don't even they mention don't... Kanan in the show. Exactly. They don't even was, say was... anything about. Yeah, him. I thought she was for a second when she was like. He killed my friends. I'm like, well, actually, yeah. General Price or Commander Price did technically, not right. Tron, but like whatever, like that lady, right, with the hair. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, but that she's like, she, like she killed my friends and people I consider family. I'm like, like your basically common law husband, Kanan. Like, say his name. Say his name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they need to draw from that because hair right now. Right. Like if you if you never watched it's Rebels, personal for her, you wouldn't even know who Jason's father is. Yeah, you'd be, like, <laughs> you'd, be like, you'd be like, why does this kid look mural. human? You're like, this, this shouldn't. If she's this species, like, he's why got green this, hair. Yeah, like, why wouldn't this kid look like her with the with the ear, with the tail things? Yeah, and like a good question for another time. Right? <laughs> the only hint is when he's like, I want to be a Jedi. I know you do. Like Dad was right. Like why didn't no, they say honey? That? We've talked about this. Like. Who, oh, who's his dad? His dad was a Jedi. Wow, what's that about? Right. Pause. You'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Like you got to give us something. Like yeah, that, we that all part, know. That but, like the normies would be like, "What is going on here? Who, like, why do I care about this kid?" If they don't do anything yeah. with that, then I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, except just to like um, just to do the Leo point thing. Like oh, it's the kid from the thing. The, <laughs> I will say that the rest of the episode, which was mostly a space chase yeah. battle, um, I really liked it. I I. That to me is that's very much Star Wars, right? Like you have this. It, there was a lot of callbacks to A New Hope, to other space battles. Um, I like that you had that combination of like the intimate and the the close combat, and then like the scale of it. And when mm-hmm. they fly up on this big space ring, and then there's the Pergil, but then there's also like you know just the the close combat. Um, I love the teamwork between Sabine and Ahsoka. I think that was the mm-hmm. only time where I really felt the, like, their dynamic really worked right. for me. Well, and the droid kind of prompted that. He's like, "You guys got to get on the same page, or we're toast." Yeah. And like they're like, "So okay, what do you need?" Right? Like, okay, finally, guys, come on. Like, I, I let's really play well together. Come on. Yeah. I like that. Right. I like, but again, I even in those scenarios, like I feel like I'm more, I'm feeling more resonant with Sabine. Hmm. Like she's just, she feels so like, like. Is anybody going to cut me some slack here? Who Yang mm-hmm. thinks I suck? Right. Ahsoka's always criticizing me or questioning me or, like, mm-hmm. feels like she's belittling me. And she's struggling to, like, just get her mm-hmm. mojo back, you know? And, like, 
And I just really can, I feel like her character is more interesting to me. And I felt like her character was more compelling in the whole <laughs> space chase. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed, I thought, it, I thought it, first of all, first and foremost, just all of it looked amazing. Yeah, for like, a yeah. TV show, it looks really good. That's they've come cinematic. A, even in the Disney Plus the era, they've come a long way with like space visuals and stuff like that. It looks amazing. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. stars, the, the starscapes, the planets, mm-hmm. the, the it's ships, a cinematic level it's, it's for a TV top show. top notch. Um, and I just love, I love when they do this, when they do things with scale, like, you know, when they, fly up on the ring and then you get and then it drifts through the ring yeah. and you get that sense of how big it is Which apparently there's a guns on the other side apparently the side <laughs> yeah. Of the yeah and the, yes, yeah like, the yeah. pile is cool which is so like right that's like straight out of a new hope that's the mm-hmm. opening shot of a new hope you're just realizing the scale yeah. of what you're looking at is so massive um and yet it's driven by the people who are in these ships um absolutely without a question like Shin Hati and Merak and everything about Morgan, like that is the the sweet spot of the show for me. Like hmm. Shin Hati, every time she's on the screen, I'm like watching for her to blink, and she doesn't. <laughs> she's just like yeah. she is so compelling. She's ferocious, to me. and it's yeah, like, but she's yeah. but she's she's and she's she's like she's like a predator. Yeah, right. she, and she's not like mature, but right. she's also yeah. not out of control. Right, she's and, that that dangerous hinge point. Based on her like age and training age, yeah, and like, she's like just her. She's her potent her enough. Eyes, she's like a purple her belt hair, her, right? Like the way it kind of just hangs, like right yeah. in front of her face, and like and the braid. She's just always like, <clears throat> and then she mouths off to Morgan. Yeah, Elspeth, like you, yeah, yeah like, they're picking up on some. Like she's like, I. You may pay my. You write my checks, but like we have I'm our not own kind of right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and like she's like, and she's like, yeah. you almost Arr. got him. Yeah, and then like, and then Maroc, like he just looks cool. Yeah. Right. Like he looks like he stepped right out of like a it's medieval. Rings. He's got like the black rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. and like and the way that he just like everything about how he looks, how he moves, like now how he talks, like I'm 100% certain that that's Sam Witwer's voice. I don't know what that yep. means, but I'm pretty sure that's Sam Witwer's voice. Yeah. Um so I really enjoyed that whole I love that they again. had a sustained <laughs> action sequence. I thought that was great. Um I thought the pergil looked amazing. Like that, that, was that wild, hit yeah. perfectly to me. Are we um, to believe then that they fly in the clouds of this planet? Because they were working, and they were in the clouds, and then they got down to the planet. So they're like they live on planets. I thought they were like only in space. They are only in space, to the best of my knowledge. Well, they, they were like do in the clouds. Gather like do they like, in rebels? In rebels, they kind of establish that they go go down to surfaces of like asteroids to kind of gather enough gas to go places. Oh, that's right. They were like in yeah, the gas planet. Yeah, on the right, the best, fuel the, or gas. The gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But that I, must I be why the ring is there because they're like, we need, we're going to like capture these purgles and like use them to power or navigate the ring or something. That's what I'm assuming. That's what or, it seems like. Or it's going to well, go and like the good guys will use the purgle to like follow them or something. Well, they they point because he, Hu Yang, they, they asked Hu Yang like, yeah. could they do a jump Right. To another galaxy with these with things. With the coordinates. If and they the got the coordinates right, right, well, that's where the Pergil come in. Right. Because yes. there's probably no way they could do those coordinates. They're the MacGuffin now, basically. Like, that's that's the thing everyone needs <laughs> to, like, get to the next thing of the plot, is that's the new MacGuffin. Well, and that's what you see, purple. even, like, in the yeah. in that star map, you saw the Pergil. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Right, In yes. the credits. Right. You see the Pergil. Like, they are clearly... <laughs> so, 
What's so funny? <laughs> uh, it's 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 just so funny because um, like I remember that when that episode of Rebels came out, like like back in season two when they first introduced the Pergil, people did not. They like hated it. <laughs> Space whales. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like they're going like, what were you thinking, Dave Filoni? Huh? Well, and then like I remember like during a convention, Dave said that. I personally took offense to that. I strongly believe that my stories do not have filler, that everything has a purpose. So as kind of a big middle finger, I brought them back at the end. And, <laughs> and now, now that being, that middle finger is just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> Live action. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> well, I think I, I think yeah, I'm agnostic. Like, I don't have strong feelings about them either way. Like, if, but, yeah. Like, I definitely, the first time I saw them in Rebels, I was kind of like, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Same. But then... Because didn't he start with, like, a baby one? Like, like he, he like, the ba- the little one, like, helped him, and then he, like, introduced him to the the grown-up ones, right? Isn't that yeah. how that went um, off? I'd, I'd have to go back and... Like, Ezra, like, made friends that. with a young one, but... and the young one was like, here's my family, and then, like, it was... I, don't, I'll I'll remember, remember, I just I remember, remember them, like, the Pergil were, were interfering with their mission on yeah. that planet. Yep. And then he trained, he like connected with them in the right. force and then mm-hmm. used them to get victory. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I remember Hera having like this huge bias against them because they are like that, they were like known to uh, um, be Quark. a new space nuisance mm-hmm. in a way, like because mm. of their hyperspace power traveling. cables. <laughs> well, because they could like kill you in hyperspace and yep, accident because you like they run into glide them. Yeah. With right. ships. Yeah. I, I think so they'd be like they'd be like a, a sea monster, into like they're a treacherous thing in in the wide sea, right? Like mm-hmm. they'd be looked at as sea monsters. But I love I love the least. idea of like merging like the, this idea of combining like all these different things. You've got the pergil, which are kind of like nature, right? This organic being, and then you have the space ring, which is this big technological behemoth of mm-hmm. an industry and then you have the night system you know you have the dathomiri magic you know and then you have the force like that all like just all of that coming together and all of this mystical <clears throat> mythical lore like mm-hmm. i think that's what is making this show really like that that's feloni's signature you know like that's what like a lot of rebels and clone wars is like that it's like he he expanded the lore about the Force. He expanded on some of the existing characters, introduced new characters. Um, I like the I like you had like the the loath cats and you had the wolves and you had the pergy. Like he seems to have an affinity for like that theme of like Force sensitive beings being connected to nat like yeah like, um, other other human other, not other human but other like mm-hmm. lower animals. And then I do think I do think that this is setting up kind of like a almost like a Jurassic Park kind of thing, like where like the bad guys are going to try to harness mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. power of the Pergil for their own ends, and I think the Pergil are going to end up potentially yeah. being a foil for that. But um, I do think we have a scene coming right where like they're going to be like harnessed somehow, yeah, yeah. and that's it's not going to be a good look for for them. Um, Overall, the only other thing I love that red forest planet thing is 
instantly in, <laughs> in the pantheon of like cool locations in Star Wars. I think it's just yeah. the way it's like always cloudy and like the contrast between the treetops and the cliffs and the ocean and the and like the music and the way they do that. Like the music, whenever the bad guys are like being their bad selves and the music that they use, like it's just so it's like fun. it's mm-hmm. so yeah. It's like yeah, it's such a vibe. Like I just man like and like i am still like just like totally captivated by i'm gonna see more about balin's story shin hati's story Maroc's story like that's how you like that's what i think maybe has been missing for the most part in in disney plus star wars is like this blending of like where he's taking a legacy character like ahsoka um and then bringing in these new characters in an effective way because Generally, that hasn't gone well. Yeah. Um, Mandalorian ha- did it okay, but then I think they 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 did it really well in season two of the Mandalorian, but then they did the Book of Boba Fett and got everybody confused. Like, <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? They bust out at the end. But I do think that that's that's effective. I mean, and and it is. I guess I didn't really think of it this way until you said it, Sean. But I do. I do wonder, like here we are watching the Ahsoka show and Ahsoka is close to the bottom on the list of like compare characters that I'm compelled by at this mm-hmm. point. I do think that will change because I yeah. think that this is setting up Ahsoka to have a, some intense. And we're, like if you're doing the trailer watch, like we're r- very almost out of trailer footage. Yeah. Like next week we'll have like that forest showdown and that's all that we haven't really seen yet as far as I remember. So like mm-hmm. as with every trailer footage, it's only usually the first half of the show, and the second half is like wide open. Then, and if we get to the end of the episode next week and we still haven't seen or heard from Anakin, that means I I think, think it will be because next week's the, the Filoni one. one. Like Filoni wrote and directed next week. Next week or the fifth? No, the, one? is the, it fifth one? Fifth, it's the, the fifth, fifth one. Okay, yeah. so yeah, probably that fifth one will have like Anakin flashbacks or whatever. But I will say though that as much as I did enjoy this episode, it was too short and not enough happened. Mm-hmm. But for what it was, I think I'm still squarely in the 8 out of 10 category. Mm. That's, That's it. <laughs> We've covered a lot. I think one thing I liked that we haven't really talked about is, like, I liked the discussion between Ahsoka and the droid about, like, conflicting... Like, the droid is making points about, like, these Jedi ways have been proven, blah, 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 and then she, like, just doesn't mm. see things out. It's so, like, I'm really interested to see, like, are they going to come to a middle ground on that where, like, she's going to be she's gonna be able to see, like, okay, the Jedi do have some points. Like, there is a reason for some of the ways that they are. And then the stand-in of, like, but when we, the audience, can kind of continue to hold the Jedi way or the Jedi order up for examination a little bit and go, hmm, like, like, Hu Yang is, like, the defense attorney in this scenario. He's, like, defending the Jedi order. And then Ahsoka's the prosecutor, and they're kind of doing this little bit of a drama on the side. And I'm interested to see, like, if, like, if any of these characters come up, run up against, like, is Ahsoka going to be like, I'm going to need to rely on now some of these Force, the Jedi Order ways to like get through this and like synthesize it, or like she's going to see that like the way she's pushing Ahsoka or pushing Sabine into this like, like, not great Jedi, but like this like different way to be a Force user. Like, is that going to run up against, like, a wall, hit a brick wall, and, like, she's going to need... I think it's it, possible... Like, I want to see how that all kind of... I think it's possible that she's going to 
this like is that's going to fail her. This like is, she's going to fail. Somebody. My take on it has been that she's going to start to realize that she is training from a not good place. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. And yeah. it's going to, and then Anakin, right. the flashbacks yeah. to Anakin are going to kind of scare her. Yeah, in some kind of way, or like kind of make her realize, like, oh crap. But I also think that that's an example, like. If you didn't see any of Clone Wars or Rebels, you didn't know Ahsoka's history with yeah. the Jedi Order. You might be like, what's her Then deal? her attitude would be really weird. Right. Be like, why does this girl not yeah. like the But then Jedi speaking Order? of attitude, like I, I think Sabine is still pretty off-putting to me, honestly, because like like she is it's confusing because she's like, I wanna be like I wanna be your disciple, but then like the training droid, she just like is, she is dismissive of the droid and like when you know it's like why did we drop out of hyperspace so soon question he answers and she's like oh is he still talking blah 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 it's like dude you asked him. <laughs> like, like she like has disdain for this droid well he's like, he like the one much... time I need you for something and you're turned off it's like dude you like you don't you, if you mistreat this droid he's gonna like but he's also somebody. like her harshest critic like he's <laughs> like yeah like, he's like, like and he keeps logical. doubling down yeah. on it like I, I, yeah. I said you suck. Oh, you think I suck? Yeah. Yes, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's like ruthlessly logical, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like Spock. He's like, yeah, a, yeah. He reminds me of Spock. Like, so I like, so logical. I like him overall. But like, yeah, I, I think that whole like the philosophical, which is the age old debate of like, was the Jedi Order were they the good guys, were they the bad guys, or what were their flaws? Like, how much complicitly did they like have a hand in like? Like, was it, like, oh, they got deceived by Palpatine and the dark side, like, clouded everyone's judgment and they were, like, they got bamboozled or was it, like, they let themselves get bamboozled, like, the Jedi should have been more vigilant and that's what led to Palpatine, blah, blah, blah. Like, that age-old debate, they're still kind of having it in that little conversation and, like, that's a th- through line that's going to be interesting. Hopefully they keep that going. Like, that's what I'm, like, kind of listening for is, like, are they going to have that payoff in the story of, like, oops, like, we talked about that and, like, now, like, you're going to have to come to terms with your hardcore philosophy of, like, you always resist everything the Jedi Order has to offer. But like, yeah, maybe Anakin will be like, final lesson. Like, like I think, kind of bring you back into the fold in some way. I think that... Or like, what, we can all learn something from this. I think that what most people maybe missed... Because um, I think... I think I don't, I don't... I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. Like, to me, my view is... I don't think you can watch the prequels and not conclude that the Jedi lost their way. Yeah. yeah, they absolutely mm-hmm. did lose their way. Either because they got like distracted by like Palpatine, like or Sidious, really. They like, got too like, entrenched distracted with them. Yeah, their mission became too enmeshed with they the were just political the dogs of the Republic. Yeah, and I think that was, I think George Lucas was trying to tell that yeah. story. It's like yeah. when you take quote unquote, you know, it's like the separation of church right. and state, right? It's like, like they 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 got mm-hmm. to the the power between. Right. The two groups got so enmeshed that I mean it's right in front of you, like right, like. But then that makes like, the whole we're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. But that makes the whole end of the thing. Yeah. But that makes the whole Clone Wars awkward because, like, then they're like at their peak of like they're now generals leading clones. Like they're like as far as it gets from like Qui Gon's version of a Jedi. Yes. That like you're supposed to be cheering for them this whole time and like rooting for them, but it's also like yikes! Like because by the time the clones goes out we know how it ends because episode three had already come out, right? So it's like, it's an awkward, like, yay, also like, ooh. <laughs> like, well, I think you know Yoda I mean? was like, 
Yeah. Yoda, Bail Organa, they're all, none of them are happy. Yeah. Like at the end of episode one, or no, at the end of episode two, Yoda's very clear, like, victory. Yeah. yeah. He's like, nah, mm-hmm. we're fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> the we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, in, we're in a war mm-hmm. now. Yeah. This isn't going to yeah. go well. Right, yeah. But they kind of don't really have a choice. Yeah. Because if the Republic is left to their own devices, it could be the end of the Jedi, and the and plus at that point, like, you know, they don't know it yet, but there's a Sith Lord behind right. it all, so they, yeah. they they kind of do have to. Plus, like the Uncle Ben philosophy of like great power comes great responsibility. Like we have this power, we've harnessed the power of the Force. Like we owe the people, the free people of the galaxy, to like to protect and defend that against tyrannies and like. They can't just like, oh, we're just gonna withdraw and like go to a Tython and just meditate all the time, like when they could well, help. That's, that's right? what I that's, think that's the, like the, of the tension of the debate is. Yeah. It's like, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the Jedi, yeah, lost their way. They lost the plot. But yeah. it, but it's not black. It's not like. It's not so. It's not black and white. It's not like mm-hmm. they tried to, or it's just they were just stupid or evil. It's like it's right. very complex, right? Yeah. right? And like it's, it's also. Um, to kind of quote Yoda from the novelization of Friends of the Sith, he realized his ultimate failure was the Jedi had stayed the same while the, while the Sith had changed. Right. So the Jedi were still... They did the rule of two. Well, the, the Jedi were not necessarily like army numbers right. type, say, but it was... They never adapted and changed with the times. Mm-hmm. And, with the, and if the Sith were ever to, I guess, return... They would expect it to be an army that they'd raise up an army, and right? Maybe right. the same way, right? Whereas Bane flipped that on the yeah. side or on its head. Said, no, we're doing rule of two. We're going to hit them where it hurts. Get them entrenched in a war. Strategic. Yeah, that's why the Darth Plagueis novels right. so yeah, great. I agree. Okay, you you had something that you wanted to say. And plus, it also kind of like if you like remember that, uh, I think the Jedi realized that they were in trouble. Uh, in episode two, when uh, yeah. they found out about the clone army, and like there was that little cool line between Mace and Yoda, where he's like, "I think we should inform the Republic that our ability to use yeah. the Force is diminished." And Yoda's like, mm, "I don't think that'd be a good idea because if we do that, our enemies will just multiply because they know that we're kind of screwed or right. not as strong as we're made out to be." That, that's why I love the so, politics. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like yeah. it's so brilliant, right? mm-hmm. and that's why I like what. And like Yoda episode. becomes more and more complex, and like you're kind of like, ooh, like he's kind of a mixed bag. Like yeah. Yoda was in charge of it all, and like he had blind spots, and he had like miscalculations, and he had. Well, that's what makes that's what had, makes like yeah the end of Revenge of the Sith, and then when you meet him in Empire Strikes Back, like yeah. so sad. Yeah, because right, like, he exiled himself. He's like. Mm-hmm. He lost his confidence in his own discernment and abilities. His only hope was Luke and Leia yeah. at that point, and like trusting that Obi Wan was watching Luke and Bale was watching Leia, and that someday they'd find themselves back to one of them for training. Yeah, and then he's just hermiting it out on <laughs> Dagobah, like and pretending to be a like, psycho just like, puppet to, guy, just like thinking all the time about like, <laughs> oh man, I really yeah. blew it. Yep, like just. And that, there isn't really anything he could do, mm-hmm. you know. But David, we're uh, <laughs> close on time here. <laughs> so, you know. Honestly, 
you guys have pretty much said everything that I've been thinking. Um, it was a, a really fun episode taking on from you, Justin. Even though it didn't, like, really push things along, it was just a really good episode just to watch and have fun. Visually, it was amazing. It was cool to see, like, the samurai teachings and how Filoni brought in a lot of George Lucas's takes mm-hmm. on, the, on the Force. Yes. Um, That's the only yes. part of the first part of the episode that I enjoyed was, like, yeah, when they literally sit there and talk about the Force. That's yeah. cool. And then she tries to move the cup like yeah, all the stuff right. as kids, kids have tried to do. Yeah, they've all been there. Which I—that's what I'll. That's one credit I'll give to like the Last Jedi. I love the idea of like a Ray being nobody and b like the kid. Like there's like like the Force just like yes. rises and like kids just like spontaneously like yes. when you have a concentrated evil like all this good scatters to balance it out. Like they they dropped all that, but like I like I like the idea of like oh, the force will will arise to meet the threat of the dark side concentrated. Like there's always a balance. Powerful. I like that. But they kind of didn't go anywhere with it, and it's like I oh. one of my biggest one of the biggest reasons why I don't like the Last Jedi is because of what the Rise of Skywalker yeah, did to right, what yeah. was good. About I like Ray as a nobody. Like that was interesting. And so she could be anybody. But like, oh, that's actually your Palpatine. Like what? They went from they went from you're nobody to you're literally the the biggest yeah. somebody right. in yeah. the universe. Yeah. You are the offspring. I would have, of the most I would have taken Sith like oh like, you are Han and Leia's other like you, like we had to hide you from Kylo. Like you're you're the daughter we had ten years after Kylo Ren was born and like when you were a young girl he rebelled and killed everyone so we had to hide you because he was on rampage so like having Rey be like Luke and or Han and Leia's daughter would have worked for me too but they dropped they didn't go there with it and obviously anyway what else did you like or not like um honestly I'm, I'm just excited to see where it goes because with that, that hyperspace ring I, I'm expecting it to be what they're going to bring the Chimera back in with Thrawn. Because mm. <clears throat> right. it's... Bring back the Star Destroyer. Yes. Through that, yeah. So Is it a Super Star Destroyer he has? Nope. Or just he just like had a, sta- standard. Right. Yeah. Standard ISG. I want to see the scene where the giant Star Destroyer <laughs> locks, <laughs> locks, in, like, yes. locks yeah. into it and then That's cool. It yeah. Also, I don't know if you you guys listened to Nerd, Nerd Theory before on Monday... But Josh was talking about several leaks that came out a while ago. Oh yeah, what? Oh, with how like Thrawn's got yeah, yeah, with yeah, the Vong, yeah, yeah. Thrawn's army of dead stormtroopers is actually going to be like with night system magic, uh, kind of like like, with, like, like uh, Game of Thrones with the night watch or the king, like the white the white walkers. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And like me. with like the night, the dead <laughs> night sisters when can like resurrect the separatists uh-huh. and grievous attack Dathomir. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. But then he talks about. A theory with like the Grisk, so Thrawn's out there fighting the Grisk, maybe with Ezra, but then they realize that the Vong are out there too. Yeah, tying, so like in, tying in some of yeah, that, stuff. like make a big threat to everyone. That I, I would love to see everyone have to kind of come together to fight like an existential threat from outside the galaxy for a bit, and then it like disintegrates because that mm. that could pump up like the First Order could make sense if it like you had to pump up all this technology to like fight a big threat, and then like you beat it, and then like some part of that just pulls out and goes over in the corner and maintains it and that becomes like the first order right is the first order like takes all this new tech that was developed in the forge of like we have an existential threat to face 
that'd be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And if Thrawn and Ezra have to create like an alliance to yeah. fight the Grisk or right. the Vong or whatever else is out there, it's like, oh, this could get really good. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. I don't know if that's where they'll go with it, but I like that idea yeah. of like subverting our expectations about Thrawn. Yeah, like, you make him an anti-hero. Yeah, make him an anti-hero. He's kind of yeah. like right. He's the, the man we needed. You don't you yeah. know that you? He's the Harvey Dent you, that we you just got to work with him. <laughs> you got to work with him, even though yeah. you know he's right. Not the most trustworthy. Right. Um, but you like need his brilliance or like his what he has to offer is invaluable, and you can't dismiss him, but you can't like fully adopt him. Mm. But yeah, yeah, like an anti-hero. Like, anti I think cool. I think there's more writing yeah. on personally. I yeah. think that in some ways. Maybe not in the general sense, but in the more specific sense or in the sweaty sense. Like, I think there's actually more writing on how he handles Thrawn than how he handles Ahsoka. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that Thrawn needs to be done right. And I don't Which know how much mean we're right going to get of him necessarily. In this, it just means but, done right for the show, like mm-hmm. as like as its own thing. If you don't handle that right, like make it so that it's good for the show and the story you're telling, mm-hmm. but it's not too much of a departure from who we've established that this person is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Josh was saying on one of the nerd theories that Filoni is very, has, has really good relations with Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. And that, good relations with the Zahn I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I thought, uh, isn't Zahn like consulting on the show? I think he is yes. because of Thrawn. Uh, with the Thrawn stuff probably specifically. So that's good. Yes. I mean, the guy who made it. Yes. Yeah. That gives me like, okay, like, the I, right I, people I, are at the table at I least. think that that yeah. is what is I mean I think that after this episode it's going to have to stand on its own but I think up to this point like a lot of the benefit of the doubt I'm giving yeah. is because of who's involved in the show how it's been handled so far yeah. I can tell that the whole story was laid out it's being told they know exactly what they're doing Yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope it's all gets increasingly better and better but yeah one thing kind of like as this is developing and since I'm gonna guess we'll at least see Thrawn next week Hmm. and I I really want to I really hope they have a conversation like they find him and he asks like what's the status of the Galactic Empire so then Morgan or whoever's there has to like explain Palpatine Croak, Vader, Croak, the Empire's falling apart. I just wanted to like see how that's going to come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and, he has obviously no like way to know what's going on. And I think just top of, top of my head theory is what might get Ahsoka like out of like that wooden dialoguing and how her character is kind of being an anti Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Is it's going to be her a conversation she'll have with Thrawn over Anakin? Yeah, because he knew him. And Vader. Yes. Like, didn't Thrawn, like, figure out that Anakin and yes, Vader? Yes, it's him to yeah, so Thrawn, yeah. has, Thrawn has history with Anakin and with Vader. Yes. yes. And, he, and he, like, it's hinted that he made the connection, yeah. or it suspects the connection, which Ahsoka knows, so, like, Ahsoka could confirm that for him, and he goes, ah, I knew it, right? Like, mm-hmm. they have, like, his, yeah, they have, like, a shared... That'd be such a cool friend of a friend, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're right. And you even have Luke in that conversation, too. They'd be like, ah, you have the last name Skywalker. <laughs> um, I don't know if Thrawn knew about Luke at all. No, right. I don't, I don't think so. He'd make yeah, the connection to the last him. name. The last thing I'll say is I think I I would have preferred to have 
like when they turned off the ship at the end and like okay phew we're safe that's when you have Balin suddenly show up with the ground guys and like now it's a cliffhanger of like oh like they got ambushed on the ground and like oh that's where Balin has been this whole time instead of just saying like go find her and like that's the end of it His like body they should have had though. Balin show up at like at the clearing like aha while you were looking for the ships like I found you on the ground and now you're like in mortal danger what do you next say week? about that? Balin's body language he's yeah. he's conflicted yes. yeah yeah he's you're not right like that. find her I he's like, her now he's like yeah track him down yeah, so I can do whatever but I want. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yeah, when you find yes, them. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's, so I want to see more. Like, that is like, what I'm ah, saying. Like, more of yes. Like, yeah, like, that what's he up to? I check that out at the end and I'm like, ah, like I want so more of that. It's so juicy. Yes. Like, I want yeah. more. I want to hear those conversations. <coughs> I want to mm-hmm. see those battles. I want to see what the arc is for those characters. And clearly it's going to... Like, that is what I haven't seen enough of. Like, it's like... like those characters are on a collision course. Yeah. Like, their arcs are going to collide and it's going to be significant, like, ramifications for their stories and Mm -hmm. for the bigger story. And, like, and the performances on that side of it, like, I I think I've said this before, but, like, every, like, I'm, I think every one of those, like, Shin, Balin, Morgan, I mean, Merak to the degree degree, that he can, given the fact that he just looks cool. Like, those performances on the whole are, like, so perfect. Like, mm. I think they're all, like, are hitting it, like, perfectly. Like, <clears throat> and they're just, they're not, like, Balin's probably the only one that's kind of more understated and not so campy. But all the rest are very Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. they're campy. Like, mm-hmm. Shin is very campy, right? She's. The, I think Morgan's very campy. Yeah. She's, she, she gives big, um, like, the, remember the bad girl, the bad guy, bad lady from Power Rangers? Yeah. She gives me big vibes uh-huh. of that. <laughs> I think she's, she, she's like, she, Morgan and Shin, like, almost have, like, horror movie vibes. Like, there's times right. when they're on screen where I'm like, well, you I mean, guys are spooky. She is a witch. <laughs> she's a witch, and Shin is like, like, Shin looks like that like girl Darth from the Maul-ish. ring, you know, like yeah. the stringy hair. She's like, oh. she's got Darth Maul vibes, which they're obviously like playing up to a hundred. Had too much, too many Red Bulls. <laughs> I yeah. just, I just, she's like, like a meth, like she's on meth or something. Too many like, sticks. She's like, yeah, like yeah, like she's like, is like, she's like somebody who's like a tweaker or something. And we're like, ah, I'm not sure. Like you're very like a wild animal. Like I think if like, if I were to just, take if I were to take <laughs> all of the Disney Plus Star Wars, if I could take Andor out because it's so different from everything yeah. else. And take all the rest of Disney Star Wars, Disney Plus Star Wars. Um, so far, this might be my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. um, even though there there were definitely, I definitely liked Kenobi. I think you and I liked Kenobi a lot more than most people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Kenobi was actually quite good. Yep. I could do without. There was definitely things mm-hmm. that I didn't like, but. Like, overall, like, that actually was probably the best. But it relied so heavily on... Vader and Kenobi. So many things, right, that are, like, so, like, nostalgic, right? Whereas this is more new-ish. But I just think that this is... um, I don't know. I think I might... I think this has the potential to be better than any season of The Mandalorian, in my opinion. Okay, um, we'll hold you to that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll it's definitely better than Book of Boba Fett, even though I wasn't—I yeah. didn't necessarily hate that either. Um, 
but I just think Filoni's showing us like like I, what regardless of how we feel about this show at the end we're not going to be like I'm confused mm. what were they even doing there yeah. Why is Lizzo here? Yeah, that's why, true. You know, why yeah. are we uh, over here and <laughs> then here and then we spend a whole episode mm-hmm. with these New Republic people that we yeah. never see again? This is way more like, focused, obviously. Yes, yeah. like, and that's what I want. I want. That, that's why I liked yeah. Kenobi too. It was just yeah. We told a story. Yeah. Like the Mandalorian. Sometimes by season three, I'm like, I'm not even sure. Are we watch? What Who are show we is this? Yeah. Like what? You know. But for what it's worth, like. I still would say also though that to be to be balanced I so far this show isn't as good as it needs to be hmm. in my opinion to really That's fair. make Star Wars kind of like get its mojo back mm-hmm. I think I think it could end up being that but so far I'm not sure if it's right good enough to heal the fan base and like bring all the estranged fans back and right really get them hyped up about something and i also want to say because this popped into my head and i i know i'm rambling but like as much as i think that there's flaws in how disney is doing things i also feel incredibly bad for lucasfilm and disney in general like they buy (laughs) star wars they buy lucasfilm and then screwed it all and then they, they they i mean say what you want about the anything they screwed up but one thing they didn't do was cause COVID, which mm, right. totally screwed up the launch of Disney Plus. And then they get through COVID, and they and they appear to have gotten a plan, and they had this big forecast, and then the strike happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do feel like those are incredibly disruptive things that they don't have any control over per se, mm-hmm. and that are making it really hard for them to like catch their stride and like figure out where they're going. And yeah, it's not like anyone else has like figured it out and it's like, come on, Disney do what X is doing. It's like everyone, all the streamers, all like everything, the industry is just in like a state of well, I mean, the, disarray. The, the two overall. franchises that really, with the exception of Lord of the Rings, Marvel and Star Wars are both suffering right now. Yeah, they're, they're, right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's yeah. endemic to the whole system <laughs> at this point. And I don't, it's like a low point for the industry overall. But I feel like I feel like this is why I think like someone like Dave Filoni, it's like, come on, like, <laughs> just, just let him do most of the stuff. I don't know how good Skeleton Crew or Acolyte's gonna be, and or I'm optimistic about Mando season four may never happen. He's not involved in Acolyte or Andor, right? No, well, he's at least the, not man. He's the at least chief not creative Andor. officer. Yeah, right? yeah. So he has to have some involvement right. with everything, right? But like nothing's like written and directed by Filoni. That's Andor. It's just right. like right. signs off on Tony Gilroy's stuff, and that's that. I, I guess at but, the end of the day, what I what I'm concerned about is just that. Just when you thought maybe they were figuring stuff out by giving Filoni more mm-hmm. creative control by by having this plan with him making a movie, and by plotting out these other timelines and then the strike happens and they're already talking about how they might have to scrap Mando season four and turn it into a movie and they might you know they're delaying the release of these shows and these other shows aren't in production anymore and like they announced three movies that now they can't do anything with any of them right yeah. now like 
Mm-hmm. Like, are they gonna have to? It's just like the whole new ranges of the New Republic. Like, like between COVID and canceling that show because they had to fire someone. Like, oh man, I just wish they could catch a break <laughs> so that we could find out what they can do when yeah, they're not that's either being shut down for a pandemic or shut down because literally right. everybody's on like the they're show. not firing on all the cylinders and I'd love to see what that would look like yeah, yeah. and nobody can right now yeah right unless yeah. they completely do what Game of Thrones is doing and just do the whole damn thing in Britain mm. right because they, they're right. not on strike yeah they're, they're proceeding with I think uh, House of the Dragon season 2 is like filming right now yeah and they don't have any part of the problem, problem too is they I'm just gonna blame KK but she just they bring in people who don't know jack about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, I think doesn't know. I think I think that I think that that's it's not so much I think it's that they went too far. Like they they're like literally bringing people in like for reasons that have nothing to do with Star Wars. Yep. I don't think that everybody has to be Dave Filoni because there's very few people like him. Yeah. But but bringing in people who just are completely removed from but it worked, but it worked with Tony Gilroy. He's like I'm like he's like not you wouldn't even say he's a fan, but he like delivered awesome like an awesome but think, show. But he's but he's a right? he's an he's he's an established talent in Hollywood. Yeah. Disney is doing, Lucasfilm is doing too much of this, you know, it's like, oh, who's that obscure director who yeah. made that one obscure documentary that's hot and whatever, yeah. and it's like, I have nothing against those people. Right. I Ryan Johnson is one of my favorite directors in the world, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean he should do Star Wars, Right. or it doesn't mean yeah. that, you know, because Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. you know, made one really cool Thor movie, yeah. like, that he should do the next Star Wars thing, like... Right. Like, no. <laughs> like, it's not automatic that if you take those yeah. people and give them stars. There is a big sense gonna... to me of, like, let's throw things at the wall and see what sticks. And, like, that's not really leadership and direction. That's, like, that's desperate. Yep. Um, well, I think it's, it's the difference that everybody's pointed out between Lucasfilm up until it was sold to Disney was a privately held company. Right. Like... It wasn't publicly traded. Mm-hmm. It was not beholden to stockholders. It was one person's so vision. Could do whatever he wanted yes. with his own company. And now it's it owned by corporate people. Yeah. Who are paying attention to the algos? Yeah, and they're like they're they funk they. I mean, and to be clear, I mean, a, like they they're a publicly traded yeah, company. They have accountability to shareholders. Yeah. But at the end of they, the day, they yes. ha- they are trying to figure out how to make this more profitable, yeah. and they're not. Doing a super and that good means job viewership, which means subscription goes up, and that 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 metric is going the wrong way. Like, well, so not, let me just right? tell you right now. Like, I mean, as much as I'm always going to have a positive slant towards all this stuff, like they fucked up Galaxy's Edge, they screwed up Galactic Star Cruiser, <laughs> they they screwed up the sequel trilogy, like, and. And it's and it I and even I, Disney, my Plus, confidence, like Disney Plus is losing money. My confidence like, that, that they, they will get the, the ship right is because they're a publicly traded company, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, People none gonna, of what we decided yeah. to do is working. Versus if you're a privately held company and you blow blow everything, all your like common good or whatever they call it, the the goodwill right, of your company, like you own that 
and like no one's coming to bail you out but it's like there is a corrective force like you said like for a publicly traded company they're going to follow the bottom line and do what's profitable so if what they've been doing isn't working financially they're gonna like they will make a change and like hopefully creatively that also pays off is the problem but like yeah I can't look at what what was their biggest what was their biggest arguably their biggest success I mean the sequel trilogy from a box office standpoint did fine yeah but especially like Force Awakens you, you, you the mistake that they made at least in my opinion is that they literally I don't think they were trying to offend anyone or anything but I think that they literally tried to hit the reset button on Star Wars yeah yep. and you can't do like, like Force Awakens was like yeah the reset reboot idea well in the I mean, era of time where they were rebooting I actually everything. think the sequel trilogy was in and of itself, I mean, the legacy characters were right. throughout that. But, but you mean like, it's like let's sweep away the EU and call it Legends and like sweep start away, fresh. We're yeah. sweep, sweep away the extended expanded That's the universe, rebooting. and then the we're going to we're gonna we're gonna give the legacy characters you know their final gasp in the sequel trilogy. But I'm saying like, mm-hmm. you go to Galaxy's Edge, there's uh-huh. nothing from the original trilogy yeah. there. You go to the Star Cruiser thing, there's nothing from the original trilogy there. You you go into the you know like the movies and television and the things that completely ignore the legacy of the original trilogy don't do very well Mm -hmm. like i mean let's face it mandalorian the mandalorian is primarily famous and successful because i don't care what you want to call him that's yoda baby yoda like they brought yoda back right right like like it's what Yoda would have looked like as a baby. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. nobody was looking at that and going, "Oh, what's his name?" No, it's Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's right. like I get to see Yoda as a baby being a baby. <laughs> For a while, we were all like, "Is it like him reincarnated? <laughs> like what I mean, is so this? Sticks. Or like a time traveler version of like like his prime clone? That like what's going on with this? Like, oh yeah, I, was I it just, a clone of Yoda? That I just yeah, think a that secret, I right? think that yeah, I think that ultimately, yeah, I I just hope that Filoni nails the next five episodes right. and really makes his case like yeah i'm your guy creatively and i'm also the guy who's going to get your money back <laughs> yep. we'll see i think it's yeah i think it's going to pick up and we're in for a wild ride all right folks that's a wrap for this episode thanks for tuning in out of 10 out of 10 oh out of 10 out of 10 mm, sean 7.9 if i gave <laughs> last week i don't know it's Justin? Uh, flat eight. I You're, said eight out of ten. Yeah, you said it. I'll go seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Alright, folks, now that's an official wrap. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to watching and recording next week's episode. Until then, remember, the force will be with you. Always. Always.